<laughs> you are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And my adult beverage today is water. <laughs> Mine too, um, as I am in the terminal stages of my pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> I am, as Michael Scott puts it. Yeah, I am dizzy <sighs> from new medicine, so water it is. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> this is a sober topic, which is probably fitting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, weirdly enough. <laughs> weirdly on brand today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Well, uh, it is currently July 30th. As we record this. And this is airing on September 28th, so... Um, wow. Yeah. Is the world still happening? <laughs> is the world still a thing? Is anyone there? <laughs> <laughs> or are we just talking to the aliens? What does that future look like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm. Well, at this point, my child will be here. Yeah. Sweet babe. That's weird to think about. Um, Excuse me. My mom's birthday was yesterday, as this airs. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, hopefully the school plan has worked itself out. We don't know. Yeah. um, As of right now, it's still in debate as we record this, so we're not going to go there. Hopefully you guys have all registered to vote. And requested your mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. So you can get this orange motherfucker out of office. I'm really hoping he doesn't declare a state of emergency and decide to not have an election. Oh my god. What? Why would you say that out loud? Because it's going around. Oh my god, he's the worst. Yeah. And he. I also found out... That he has pulled us out of the United Nations Human Rights Council, and now the United yeah, Nations or the United Nations is possibly going to vote us out of the UN, and because of his behavior, yeah, and yeah. they're um they're doing the Human Rights Council is doing a serious look into the police brutality and the racism here in America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I, I think they should too, but it scares me that there's a possibility that we won't be in the UN. Yeah, that blows. Because of this motherfucker. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. And, and like, it, that's a, that is a very serious, very problematic situation to be in. If we oh, get clearly. Um, thank you for that stress. <laughs> yeah, you're um, welcome. I'm sorry. Can't do anything about that. No. So I'm just going to... Now I get to marinate in that all day. <laughs> and so do all of you. So at least we all get to be miserable together. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> and terrified. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Just know right, that well, as of this moment two months ago, we are very stressed. <laughs> we are very scared. Um. Well, I wasn't. But now I am. So thanks for that. Well, <laughs> it's all the more reason to vote that motherfucker out of office. Uh, yeah, we've got to get rid of this dude, for real. The, I mean, like, yeah, we're picking our poison again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what did... Oh my god, I saw this on Instagram earlier. I think I screenshot it. 
Let me find it. There was like a graphic of, um, it's <laughs> that um, Amanda from Wine and Crime posted on her fa- her Insta story. Uh huh. And it says it says <laughs> it says Biden sucks. Vote for Biden. <laughs> and it says not the president we deserve but the president we need <laughs> which is very batman yeah and then it has a graphic of how problematic are the candidates <laughs> yes and it, it's ranked from mr rogers and then it goes cringe your drunk uncle oh dear god and holy fucking shit and biden is ranked at your drunk uncle <laughs> and trump is rated at holy fucking shit yes <laughs> But I know that I know Biden seems like kind of a bumbling idiot sometimes. He does have a stutter. He's very problematic in a number of ways, but there are good things that he is supporting and he's not an insane fucking pre-dictator. So, yeah. That's important and um we need to just get him we need to get him in office and then we need to do better in 4 years. Yeah. Even better in 4 years. That's what we need to do. We just need to remedy the situation. Yeah. Truly. We just need to remedy the situation so that Trump's tweets can go back to meaning absolutely nothing and everyone can go back to not giving two fucking shits about him. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, what's bringing you joy? <laughs> what's bringing me joy? Um, <laughs> I have been... Um, I've been unprocessing my food, as I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um is that still going well? Yes, yes, still going really well. Mom and I had a really nice dinner last night. Um, cause yeah, is that, is that the one you sent me a picture of? No, um, I forgot to take a picture of the one that I made last night. It was uh, balsamic vinegar chicken. Mm, um, I love balsamic vinegar. Me too. I didn't know that I did, but um, oh, I really enjoyed man. it. I could take a bath in that shit. Yeah. It's really good on strawberries, Ooh, which sounds disgusting, but like on a strawberry set, like on a, a salad with like straw, like, like Wendy's, um, Wendy's strawberry chicken salad that they do in the spring or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With a little balsamic on it. Mm. Because it's like sweet and savory. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'll have to it's try that. It's so, so good. But, um, yeah, so we had that last night. I'm learning how to make green beans that are not from a can. <laughs> um, yes. Those so, are the best kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm slowly learning how to master those, so I'm really proud of that. Um, I've, I made chicken perfectly last night. I made scallops perfectly the night before. Look at you! Yeah, I'm feeling really proud of myself doing that. I'm so um, proud of you! Thank you! That's how I prefer green beans, is like fresh and then sauteed in a skillet with just like some olive oil and salt mm-hmm. and pepper and a little bit of lemon juice. Yeah. And Josh hates it. He likes them from a can. He will <laughs> not, he'll eat like two bites if I make them the, the good way. Oh, well, mom is slowly. It's because he does. It's because it doesn't taste like it doesn't taste right to him. Yeah, you know, because he's my husband's taste buds are all fucked up because he can't smell anything. Yeah. So to him, it just it it tastes like it just tastes like green, like like grass, kind of yeah. to him. So to be fair, I'll give him that, but mm-hmm. also eat things anyway. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh. That's how I was raised. But whatever. <laughs> Mom is coming around to these new green beans. She really likes them in the oven. 
Um, but I like making them on the stove, and I've figured out how to do it and actually make them good on the stove. So nice. She really liked for the you. ones I made last night. Thank you. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing that. And we like yesterday we food spent, is like, fun. Yeah. Oh. Yesterday we spent like four hours just watching. Um, <laughs> we were watching Ninety Day Fiance again. Um, <laughs> so that's been uh, as trashy as that is. That's been. Yeah, that's fun though. It gives yeah. you a break. Yeah, and I'm also um, working on some exciting stuff for my freelancing business, so. Yay! Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I am still getting my house organized currently. Uh Uh-huh. My doctor's appointment went well, though, so we're good. Good. We're good there. Good. It's just a uh, a matter of working through my low energy to get everything ready. So hopefully, you know, my parents are coming back this weekend because we're having our shower. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to get a few more projects knocked out, a few more rooms cleaned, that kind of thing. That's going to be awesome. Nesting is annoying. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's like compulsive. I just like want my house to be perfectly clean. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my sister-in-law texted me yesterday. She said that she and her husband have been like obsessively cleaning out all of their cabinets and all of their closets. She's like, we've gotten rid of everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, man, we've gotten rid of so much stuff, too, and now there's just a matter of, you know, packing away all the stuff we do have to make room for a little bit, and all the stuff that that'll bring. So, yeah. Ah, all right, well. Are you ready? Ready to get started? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For this awful Uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to throw an awful one in, too, right? Yeah. So, this week, <laughs> we are talking about date, date rape. rape. And roofies. Well, I mean, yeah. isn't that the same thing? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> roofies are used for date rape, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Usually. Yeah. Normally, sometimes yes. just abduction. I would I, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never. Thankfully, I ha- this has never happened to me. Very, very, very lucky. Yeah, that this has never happened to me because I was not that careful. <laughs> well, no, I was in college, and I mean, <clears throat> I wasn't single much when I was in college. I was single for a little while after college, and. Definitely went out a few times without my partner, uh, my ex, and, mm-hmm. you know, it just, the, I got in cars with strangers, like, I mean, I just, you're just like, we're friends, we've known each other for three hours tonight, like, <laughs> it's not, that was not safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it. <laughs> my friend Nikki and I got in a car with with strangers, and then he got pulled over because he was driving drunk and then we got oh, out no. of the car and walked to my apartment <laughs> like through a field 
So, <laughs> oh my like God, that was a Gary. thing that we did. Yeah, it was not smart. Okay, <laughs> it, I just I already said it wasn't smart. Oh, I know. Um, you just you never think it'll happen to you, so it's important to be diligent. Yeah. Um, it's not like I ever left my drink unattended at a bar or something like that, though, or at a, mm-hmm. a or, or you know anything like that. But I I mean I definitely put myself in some situations. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anyone, I mean, I've had guys, like, buy me a drink. Yeah. Uh, my husband is one of them, but um, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I don't know, it, it was never, I don't know, it was always at a place where, like, like, the bar that we used to hang out with, like, we knew the whole staff and all of that, and they were very watchful of everyone, and so, I mean, it was it was fairly safe, but I always feel like we could have been more careful. We just were... <laughs> Nikki and I were in a bad place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emotionally, and we were both in really toxic relationships, and we were the people that got to the bar before it opened for a while, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, If anyone can relate high fives um been there got out of it better now um but of course there are definitely um i've there i mean there's definitely people who have been in the situations that we were in and we're not as lucky so yeah um all right so let's talk about what date rape drugs are okay um because i think that's mainly where we're gonna focus and then um <clears throat> oh my god sorry you guys i still can't shake this crud um i'm trying to think hang on i'm trying to think how i want to structure <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna mainly talk about i'm gonna mainly talk about the the types of drugs um we all know that you should watch your drink um it can be a man it could be a woman you don't know it's it's all rape it's all <laughs> it's all not consensual when you're when you've been drugged so yeah. it's important to make sure you know what to look for um and it's important that we look out for each other is the other thing um i've heard lots of stories lately which is amazing of women who are looking out for each other and you know like yeah. especially like wait staff who look out for their customers which is amazing and are they'll they'll be like oh ma'am let me speak to you over here i need to say something regarding your payment or whatever or they'll catch him coming back from the bathroom and be like do not drink your your drink i saw him put something in it like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's that is amazing and we definitely need to be looking out for each other because if we don't band together then this happens more yeah yeah we're fucked and this happens more and we we let them win so um i know that we should be saying men stop raping but it's apparently never going to happen Mm -hmm. so um <clears throat> we have to live in the world that we live in right now. Yeah. So the way to be safe is to be diligent. So, all right. So let's talk about date rape drugs. So date rape drugs um, are any type of drug used to make rape or sexual assault easier. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Um, alcohol is often used this way. Um, so when someone, sometimes alcohol can be the date rape drug because someone can just keep buying you drinks and buying you drinks and buying you drinks and get you so plastered that you're basically compliant or comatose and then they rape you while you're passed out on their couch or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So it, it's not always as nefarious as them putting something in your drink. You have to know your limits and say no. Yeah. As well, which is important. Um, drugs or alcohol can make a person confused about what is happening, less able to defend themselves against unwanted sexual contact, or unable to remember what happened, which is not good. Um, no. Especially when it comes to the drug part. It's That's when you like suddenly feel feel drunk when you shouldn't feel that drunk. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard it described as. You suddenly feel like wasted. Yeah. Out of nowhere after like two drinks, which is insane. Um, I guess depending on the two drinks, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're talking like wasted, wasted. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you have friends that y- you're not, you know, just out by yourself, which isn't safe. It's never no. safe. I'm sorry. That's just not the world we live in, ladies, unfortunately. Um, I wish it was. I wish it was. I wish that we lived in a society where we could go out by ourselves and enjoy ourselves, but we just, it, that is not a safe, that is not a safe call. No matter how safe you think your town is, you yeah. have got to take a buddy. You've got to tell people where you are. That's the way it is. Um, so nearly 11 million women in the United States have been raped while drunk, drugged, or high, which is a lot of fucking people. That's way too big a number. Way too many. Um, 11 million more than there should be. Um, if you've been assaulted, it is never your fault, is the other thing to say. Yeah. Don't blame yourself. Don't say, oh, I wasn't diligent enough. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Of course, it still says more about them than it does about you. I'm just saying we need to be cautious. Mm-hmm. And even if you're cautious, you can be the most cautious and it still happens to you and it's still never your fault. It is always that person's actions. Not yours. Yep. Because that person acted on their own. You were never asking for it. Never. It's never, 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 never your fault. Okay. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> okay. So let's see here. Um, so many people use the phrase quote unquote date rape, but the person who commits the crime might not be in a, in, in a relationship or on a date with the victim. So... So that's important. That's an important distinction. So someone who commits date rape can be someone you know well, someone you yes. know through friends, someone you just met. It can be Hamlet. Do not jump on me. Mm-hmm. You can jump on the bed, but you cannot jump on me. Go over here. Come on. Sorry, guys. My dog is terrified. Ow! God damn it. You okay? Yep. What the fuck, dude? There's an entire king-size bed for you to jump around, and you jumped up right on top of me. Wow. <laughs> you anyway. <said> wow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know why he started doing that, but whatever. Okay, so sorry, everybody. Because um, he's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, So obviously much. it's time. He's being very obstinate in this time of transition in our lives <laughs> um okay so um it could so i i've heard i've read some articles and I've, I've heard some stories of people who are just like couch surfing with a friend and then wake up and their quote-unquote friend is on top of them yeah kind of thing so it's not necessarily being on a date date rape is just kind of the general slang for for raping someone who's unconscious mm-hmm. or in an altered state if that makes sense um i think that's an important distinction to make um yeah 
but this is definitely it's usually someone that you know um which is <clears throat> it's not sick. it's not a stranger on the street that attacks you that's not date rape yeah it's someone that you're trusting who then takes advantage of your trust mm-hmm. okay so um let's talk about what the common types of drugs are so of course alcohol that's the one we just talked about um overuse of alcohol um and or it could be um it could be alcohol by itself or in combination with other drugs so mm-hmm. that's where they put something in your drink kind of thing yeah um so someone could use any type of drug including marijuana cocaine or prescription or over-the-counter drugs like antidepressants tranquilizers or sleeping aids to overpower a victim or to make them not remember an assault. So, you know, I mean, it could be a situation where you're sitting, where you go home with them, you're sitting on the couch, you have a headache, they say, hey, let me get you an aspirin, and it's not an aspirin, it's a sleeping pill. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, again, know your limits, be responsible. It's responsible enough to where you can look at the pill and say that's not ibuprofen or, you know, whatever, or, yeah. you know. Um, it, that, that's where, and we've all overdone it. I'm not criticizing you if you have. I've definitely been way too drunk. Thankfully, I was always surrounded by friends who took me home. Yeah. Same sex friends who took me home. <laughs> um, other women who took me home and put me to bed. Um, but that could easily have turned over if it wasn't people that I could really count on, you know? So it's, it's important to make sure that we're being safe and as diligent as we can. But of course, there are times that you're going to overdo it. That's mm-hmm. just the way it goes. And in that situation, it's good to make sure you're not out by yourself and you've got a friend who will say, no, no, she's not going home with you. Yeah. Which is usually me. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to go home. She'll, <laughs> she's got your number. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, okay, so other ra- date rape drugs include, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm not going to say the actual weird drug name i'm just gonna say the slang okay the pharmaceutical term because i don't know <laughs> okay you know what i mean like you yeah. know how ibu- ibuprofen is acetaminophen or whatever the fuck like yeah. i have no i don't there's no way i can pronounce these so um <laughs> okay so other date rapes are uh ro- rohypnol yeah um ghb which is gamma hydroxybutric acid i don't fucking know what that is Ooh. gbl and ketamine uh, the only one I've ever heard of is Rohypnol. Yeah, but that's where is that Rufi's? Yeah, that's where Rufi is that a Rufi? Okay, yeah, gotcha. I see I, you guys. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I only I know that know. because of the article that I found for you guys later. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. So these drugs are called club drugs because they are often used at dance clubs, concerts, bars, or parties, which is sick mm-hmm. and terrible that people call them that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Most drugs, including club drugs, have nicknames that change over time or are different across the country. Like we just said, Rohypnol, Roofies. That's the only one that I know. So, um, <laughs> um, and if you want, you guys can learn more about how they can affect you and what those commonly misused drugs are if you want to go to the National Institute on Drug Abuse website. But mm-hmm. we are not going there right now. So, um... Generally, the way that a date rape drug is used, again, someone uses date rape drugs to or alcohol to overpower you so that you don't know what's happening or remember the assault. Mm-hmm. So that's what's really fucked up is that then they have deniability 
because you don't know what happened. Yeah. And it's not violent per se necessarily. I mean, of course, sometimes it can be. Um, but generally, it's someone fucking an unconscious body. Any. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Any. Um, rape is a violent crime. Well, of course, it, but it, I, I like mean. It is violent. That's not what I mean, though. I mean, yeah. like, you're not necessarily going to be covered in bruises. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I, it's more like it's more like you wake up and you're like, what the fuck happened? Ugh, I feel weird. And then you walk and then you go home. Yeah. Kind of thing. Of course, rape is always violent. Don't yeah. don't mistake what I mean by that. I mean, like, you're not in an alley getting the shit kicked out of you. Yeah, it's okay. I just wanted to... It's a different type. I just wanted but, to clarify. Yeah. That it's all. But the, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Um, But so what I'm saying is that the, 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 main, the main thing is to make you hazy or completely unconscious so you either don't remember or your memory is hazy to where maybe they have plausible deniability and they can say, no, 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 you wanted it just as much as me. Or they can say, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is so fucked up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, of course, date rape drugs are usually put into a drink without you knowing. Or you may be drinking alcohol or taking a drug, but someone else makes it stronger without you knowing. So, like, when mm-hmm. someone gets you a drink and then they put an extra shot in it or that kind of thing. Not okay. Consent is real. It's not funny yeah. to get people drunker than they want to be without their consent. Not cool, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so generally what they look like, um, because I think that's important to know, because I don't know, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. um, so some date rape drugs just look like regular drinks or other drugs that you may be used to seeing, um, drugs like the ones that we described above, um, so that's Rohypnol, GHB, GBL, and ketamine, they just look like pills, liquid, or powders, Mm -hmm. um, so if you see somebody putting something like that in someone else's drink, important to make sure you walk over to that girl. (laughs) Yeah. Or guy, I mean, it can happen to guys too, definitely, um, but it's, it's just more common in women, um, <clears throat> but often date rate drugs have no color, no smell, and no taste when they're added to food, which is why it's so important to make sure that we're all being vigilant. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're not going to taste it, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, while we're on this topic, there is a, a nail polish that you can get that, um, is supposed to be able to detect if there's something in your drink. Um, what? Yeah. And what? That sounds fake. No, it's not. About? It's called a uh, sip chip. It's undercover, undercover colors. Um, How does that work? So you know, there's mood changing like nail it, polish, right? So what? What you do? Um, okay, so I'm I'm looking it up on their website. Okay. Um, so you carry it so with it you. So it has to already be in your system, though. No. So when what? when you want to when you want to test your drink, you can. Oh no! You stick your finger in your drink. Yeah, there there is a nail polish you can do that with, but this is actually this is different. Okay, this is um, this is sip chip. Uh, so it's carry sip chip with you. It fits in your key fob or phone holder, or carry it in your purse, wallet, or pocket. Uh, when you want to test it, use your finger or a straw to add one drop of your drink to the test. And uh, it detects... Oh, so this is a keychain. Yeah. 
That's not okay. There, <laughs> there is yeah, there okay. is a nail polish that you can get that does that, but this is something different that I found. Is that the one that you that you stick your finger in your drink? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say because I don't want something that changes color after it's already in my system, and then I'm like fuck, and then I go unconscious. No, like, like you stick your anybody. finger. <laughs> yeah, you stick your finger in the drink before you drink it, and your nail polish tells you. Um. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Make sure your hands are clean. Well, yeah, but but, <laughs> um, but yeah, this the sip really chip. Neat. Yeah, the sip chip thing uh, detects most common date rape drugs, including Roofie, Xanax, and Valium, in as fast as thirty seconds with ninety nine point wow. three accuracy. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really sad that that exists. Yeah, but <laughs> it's the undercover <laughs> that's colors. Incredibly depressing, but that's yeah. incredible. Um, undercover huh. colors. It it morphed. It used to be a nail polish, but now it's just a keychain. That's why. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, um, if someone adds a date rate drug to a drink, it might change color. Like, it might change the color of a clear drink. Uh-huh. Or make your drink look cloudy. So, that's something to pay attention to. If, you're, if like, wine is not usually cloudy, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, just, you know something to look out for um but changes can be de- can definitely be hard to, to see if the drink is dark like a beer or a cola or if the room is dark and so you mm-hmm. just you can never be too careful you can't really tell just by looking at it or tasting it you're it's, you're not gonna be able to rely on that you're just gonna have to be diligent with protecting your food and all of that um <clears throat> and we need to all be looking out for each other so um <clears throat> There's definitely here, here. So there's definitely steps. We're going to get to some steps that you can take here in just a minute. So, okay. um, where did I just lost my entire place? You've got to be fucking kidding me. Okay. I clicked a thing. It jumped me to the bottom and then it closed all my things. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Drugs such as um, all of those ones that we've talked about, drugs, the date rape drugs, um, they can affect you very, very quickly. So it's, again, one of those things. Most of the ones that I've heard, um, the stories I've heard as far as roofies, is like I had two beers and then all of a sudden I felt like wasted. Yeah. And we all know that two beers does not get anyone wasted. No. At all. No matter how much of a lightweight you are. Like wasted to the point that you can't stand up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like... Oh, shit. And then, like, I think both of the people that I've heard these stories of, both of them were like, I think I've been roofied. Mm -hmm. And then they got themselves, they were able to kind of get themselves to safety. Yeah. Because they were aware of it. So that's one of the things that we're trying to spread here is awareness. Because if you know what it feels like, you can identify it and possibly get yourself out of a really bad situation. Um. They affect you very quickly, and you might not know that something is wrong. So again, it's important to watch your limits. That per- those the the person that roofies someone after two beers and then they feel wasted mm-hmm. is not being very nefarious. <laughs> so again, monitor your intake. Make sure you know your limits. Know how you feel after six drinks, and when you feel if you can handle six drinks, and then all of a sudden you can't handle six drinks. Like two days later, you'll know that something's up. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. The length of time. You see what I'm saying? Just like knowing your limits, knowing how you generally feel when you've been drinking. That's important. Um, and knowing when it's time to stop for yourself. So um, the length of time that uh, I've, I've had friends who um, also who, you know, they drink a couple drinks at the top of the night and then they just switch to water. And a lot of people don't know that they've switched to water. Mm hmm. But they do, so just because they know that they need to be done. But people will be like, you need a drink if they don't have a drink in their hand. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> they, you know what I'm saying? So if you're like, oh, this is water, like, I shouldn't be drunk, drunker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's important, too. So there's a lot of things. And we'll, we'll get to some steps again um, here in a second. But it could depend on how much of the drug is in your system, if the drug is mixed with other drugs or alcohol, because that's really scary. Um, and alcohol can make the effects of the drug even stronger and can cause serious health problems, um, which sometimes can include death. So we, we just, again, oh, it's so scary. We just have to be so careful. So um, <clears throat> here's some symptoms here. So you might feel dizzy, have problems talking or slurred speech, have trouble moving or controlling your muscles, feel nauseous or vomit, though vomiting would be great in that situation because you would get it out of your system. Um, yeah, have definitely. A very, have, yeah, it can also affect your heart rate. So you can it can slow your heart way down or it can pull your heartbeat up really fast. So it's important to be really in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. Um it can make you really sleepy, confused, you could have trouble breathing, and of course you can pass out, um, which is the end goal generally Yeah. Um, for a rapist. So, um, <clears throat> and drugs, and these things can also cause problems thinking, making decisions, and remembering what happened. So you're already in a state with alcohol where you're, you're going to have a hazy memory, mm -hmm. or you're going to be you know, have some trouble making some decisions, which is, again, why it's important to make sure we drink responsibly and with people we trust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, you're going to have trouble remembering what happened. So that is already working to the rapist's um, desired intent, I guess, is the word. And then yeah. they add something to it and it ups the ante and then they can just say, oh, you were just really drunk. Like, mm -hmm. and that's just, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <clears throat> and I will say this again. I, 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 I have three brain cells right now, so I don't know. I'm sure I've said it seven times already, but <laughs> it's important to know that when you're drunk, you cannot give consent. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not full consent. I mean, not to say that I haven't slept with people while drinking. It's really fun, but you know, if if you're gonna Depending do that on the situation yeah it and, needs and, to be talked about beforehand yeah it, it, things need to be discussed before you get drunk things need to with with the person you intend on sleeping with you know i mean it's just one of those things where we have to be really careful yeah and something can happen to you and you think you i mean Someone can interpret your actions as you saying yes when really you don't want it to happen. And if you're so drunk you can't say no, that's a problem, you know? Exactly. And it's important. I mean, most people follow that protocol. Most people, most guys, you know, they're like, meh, are you sure? You seem really drunk. Uh, maybe we should just go to sleep. That's how, like, most people generally act. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, of course... <sighs> I don't know. It's 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 very very hazy and it's just really important to make sure 
that we all know our limits. Mm-hmm. Again. Okay. So, um, and don't try any surprise tricks when someone uh, is yeah. drunk. If they've said no. no to something before, but but you all like have already decided you're going to have drunk sex, and then you decide that you're going to try something new, don't Not do it cool. when you're sober. Not cool. <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're kind of at your mercy. That's kind of predatory behavior. Yep. Let's not. <laughs> They've said no to a finger in the butt. <laughs> in the That's past. still no. Not the time. <laughs> it's still no. <laughs> all right. So, um, <clears throat> so let's talk about some steps we can all take. Okay. So be aware of drinks and punch bowl. Um, of drinks and punch bowls and other containers that can be easily spiked. Very important. Yep. Um, that, of course, we all know what spiked means, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. when someone adds alcohol or another drug to that drink without everyone's permission in the fucking room. Um, don't accept drinks from other people. Mm-hmm. Pretty clear. Um, or, you know, I mean, no, that's not to say that you can't, like, someone can't bring you a beer and then you open it yourself. If it's already yeah. open, I wouldn't touch it. No. Personally. Um, like, so here's an example. If someone offers to get you a drink from a bar or at a party, go with the person to order your drink so you can see, um, and watch your drink as it's being poured and then carry it yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the polite way to do that because of course it's very nice when people buy you drinks. Um, but don't just sit at your table and wait for them to bring it to you. Yeah. That's where you have to take responsibility. Um, Okay. Um, open your drink yourself. That's what I said earlier. Like when someone says, Hey, can I get you a beer? You can say yes. Just make sure you open it yourself. Mm-hmm. Perfectly safe. As long as it's closed, you know, um, don't drink anything that smells weird. Of course. Um, exactly. <laughs> Why would uh, you do that? <laughs> yeah. Don't be like, mm, this. And that's one of those things where maybe you take a sip and then you look at your friend and you say, well, this kind of tastes weird. Now nah, I'm going to get a new one. <laughs> so some because some date rape drugs can make things taste salty or bitter um though of course like i said earlier most of them are tasteless or odorous uh odorless but um ugh, a salty drink gross unless it's a martini i mean that's supposed to be salty but um a dirty or margarita shaken not stirred okay so uh-huh. uh well pff, margaritas aren't salty the salt balances it yes <laughs> I like extra salt personally, but still. Okay, so um, don't drink more than you want to just because someone else wants you to. Exactly. That's what we were talking about where people are like getting people drunk. Don't pressure yourself. Don't feel, the pre- feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the time to be competitive. I've done it. I won't lie. I've done it. I wanted people to think I was cool and I wanted people to think I was tough. So, yes, mm-hmm. I've definitely been competitive when drinking. It's not safe behavior, guys. It's really, really not. Again, I was very lucky. I was always with a group of close friends. But like I said, this can happen with a group of close friends. So it's it's just important to make sure that you stop when you're, when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. When you're ready to be done, you stop. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> don't Also, don't feel pressured just because some dude paid for this drink and you're yeah. done and you didn't ask for it. He can go fuck himself. And he should, because he's trying to fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, it, 
people will make you try to make you feel guilty and that's where fuck politeness comes in and you say no thank you i'm done and then if someone gets really really pushy and keeps pressuring you to drink a drink that's when you walk away because that is a red flag mm-hmm. oh shit i have to pee i'll be back and then you leave yep <laughs> right <laughs> and then you run like yeah and then, oh no you get that that phone app that's like call me from the hospital or whatever you know what i mean the, yeah. the emergency call or whatever and it's mm-hmm. oh no your dog died i'll be right there <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my roommate is just like really sick. I've I've got to go. Um I've got to go right now and then you Uber away. Mm-hmm. Um so get help right away if you feel drunk and you haven't had any alcohol. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or if you feel like the effects of drinking alcohol are stronger than usual. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um and of course find a friend who can help you get to a safe place. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Again, make sure you have a friend with you, you guys. Please, ladies and guys alike. I mean, this this can happen in the gay community, too. In fact, I've got a short story. (laughs) Yeah, don't go out by yourself. I mean, guys, I know that you're not used to feeling like you're in danger. We have to be more diligent than that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's okay to bring a friend. <laughs> um, or at least, you know, go to a bar where it's a familiar place and they know you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to a regular place that you go to a lot where the staff can kind of have your back. Um, I would not go to a place that you go to a lot and are an asshole to the staff. Um, I feel like our listeners don't need to be told that. Yeah. But <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> go someplace where people have your back. Or yeah. bring a friend. Because, um, of course, it might be weird to bring a friend, like, on a date. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. But <laughs> um, it's important to go fam- to familiar places, especially at the beginning. Um, okay, and then look out for your friends and ask them to look out for you. Um, you can play a powerful role in helping other people stay safe. If a friend seems out of it, seems much too drunk for the amount of alcohol she drank, is acting out of character, or seems too drunk to stay safe in general, get her to a safe place. That's where the mom and me comes out always. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, okay, you're done. No, no, no. No, no, you're done. Nope, Jessica's done. We're done. (laughs) Water only, you're cut off. Yeah. All right, sweetie, you're going to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're done. Mm -mm. (laughs) Nope. Nope, you just threw up. We're done. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. Um. Of course, if you think someone has been drugged, someone has drugged you or a friend, it's so important to call 911 because, again, we heard some of those symptoms, like your heartbeat and all of that. Like, that's terrifying. You could die. So you you never know. Everyone reacts to different drugs differently. So it's important that if you think you've been drugged or your friend has been drugged, call 911, even if you're underage, Mm -hmm. because a misdemeanor is better than dying. Yeah. Call 911, call a parent, go to the emergency room. It's important to take the punishment that comes with it. <laughs> of course, if you're a grown-ass adult, you're more than like more than welcome to drink what you want, but it's it's just it's very important to make sure that if you feel that or a friend feels that, contact an authority figure. Mm-hmm. Call 911. Get to safety. Okay? Yeah. Um 
So even though it's difficult, it's very important to tell the doctor or the nurse exactly what happened and that you might have been drugged so that they can test for the right things and so that they can counteract them properly and make sure that you come down safely mm-hmm. and monitor your vitals and all of that because you, you could die. <laughs> Again, yeah. I'm going to say it as much as I can. <laughs> you could die. You could have lasting effects. It could make you very, very sick. Everyone reacts to things differently. It's very important to get emergency help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And then we've kind of already okay. Here we go. So now we're gonna get to the really dark part. So um, let's talk <laughs> it's about not ways. Already to, dark. <laughs> oh, it's pretty dark already. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit further down the rabbit hole oh. here. So um, let's talk about ways to tell if you might have been drugged and raped. Okay. Oh God. Because okay. we need to know. We need to know. We need to know. Yeah. So. Date rate drugs, again, they can make you feel drunk even if you haven't had any alcohol. So you might also feel like the effects of drinking alcohol are much stronger or more than you expect based on how much you drank, which we've already covered. It can affect your memory. Um, It can make it difficult to tell if you were drugged and raped is the thing. Because you might not be aware of an attack until many, many hours later and you may not remember what happened at all. Mm -hmm. But there could be some physical signs. So we're going to talk about that, okay? Okay. So um, here's the first one. There's only three. So it's it's we're not going to talk about it long, but I think it's important. So uh, if you don't know why your clothes are on wrong or if they're torn or have some unusual stains... um, or if you wake up without clothes and you don't remember taking them off. Yeah. Um, that's happened to me, but I was home alone <laughs> <laughs> and just couldn't be bothered to put pajamas on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a different situation here because um, it happens in combination with other things. Like I said, all these other symptoms, and then this. Um, If your body feels like you have had sex, but you can't remember it. So that's where it's important to be in tune with your body and be aware, you know, if you feel tender. um, In in places that you usually feel tender after you've had sex. Mm -hmm. um, If there's certain types of discharge, ladies. If, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's... You know the signs and you know your body. So it's important to be, you know, things feel sensitive that usually don't feel sensitive, except in that situation. That's that's kind of a, a big cue. OK. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if you have some unexpected bruises, bleeding, pain, scrapes or cuts, um, especially after waking up after a party, a date or another social event. That's a pretty big red flag, too. Um and that's when, you know, sometimes it could just be, you know, you fell into a trash can last night, which has happened to my friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she woke up and was like, what the fuck happened? I was with her the whole night. She was not attacked. <laughs> she fell into a trash can at the bar. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so it was not you. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I, I know, could see but you like, doing that. that. But I could see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually have bruises and scrapes after just about anything because I'm a clumsy, clumsy bitch. But um, this is, of course, different. And you know what I mean. Yeah. So bruises maybe on your wrists, maybe on your throat, maybe down between your legs. Um, 
certain types of pain, scrapes, cuts. If someone maybe forced themselves on you and you maybe you passed out and fell in the alley outside Mm -hmm. and they took advantage of you there there it, it it's important you know what your body should you know how your body feels again it's important to be in tune with your body and just know that your gut is probably right mm-hmm. and again if you're surrounded by your friends and you have friends that have your back this is a lot less likely to happen to you okay so but we had to talk about it we had to know the signs yeah okay So, again, if you notice any of these signs and also wake up having no memory of a period of time or remember having a drink but cannot recall anything after that, then you may have been drugged and assaulted. And you need to call 911 and get a rape kit done. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. So, let's see... Um, okay, so here's some more. Um, here's some resources. We're going to wrap up with some resources. Okay. Um, there's, of course, a National Sexual Assault Hotline. Hotline. It's 1-800-656-HOPE. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also an online hotline. So it's like a chat online. So it's the National Sexual Assault Online Hotline. You can Google that. Mm-hmm. And you can chat online if you feel safer doing that. Um And then there's also the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 1-800-779-SAFE. Okay? Yeah. So there's two hotlines there. Um, There's also some drug, some drug abuse, some uh, rape abuse and incest national network. The Center for Changing Our Campus Culture, that's another one for college kids. It's on Um, us. Yeah. uh, Food and Drug Administration, which I wouldn't reach out to the FDA if I was you or the no. DEA uh-huh. but um no but uh definitely definitely those two hotlines are the two that I would go to mm-hmm. first um or just plain old 911 or if you know the dis- you know the non-emergency line for the cops great as well um yeah all right normally and I'm done. normally if you go into the hospital and ask to have a rape kit done they will send um cops they will send cops to take a statement from you and yes. they will also send someone from your local uh sexual abuse center oh um, that's lovely to, to sit and talk with you i used to that's great yeah i used to be um a crisis counselor and look at you yeah i i signed up to go to hospitals and sit with um survivors like I, an advocate kind of yeah I, I never talked to them. Yeah, I never ended yeah. up going, which was good. But, um, like, that meant that there wasn't a whole lot of it happening at the time. Right. But, <laughs> right. Um, but I did, like, I did go through the training for that. And. Well, so then you know what people should expect. Because that's yeah. huge. Because that's what, I feel like that's what keeps people from calling a lot. Is, like, mm-hmm. the knowledge, like, the, the, the fear that maybe you'll be arrested or someone will make fun of you, or, you know, mm-hmm. just the unknown. Yeah. So it's good to know the procedure that happens when you do call. Yeah. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. So um, you can just go to the ER yourself. Um, make sure you don't change your clothes. Yeah. Um, don't take a shower. Don't change your clothes. Don't go to the bathroom. Um, yes, don't go to the bathroom. Um, the Because the, the hospital will ask for a urine sample. They're going to swab you. 
They're going to take your clothes to test your clothes, all of that kind of stuff. And of course, um, after a sexual assault, you might feel fear, shame, guilt, or shock. And it's important to know that all of those are normal. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody goes through something different. And everyone goes through things at different times in their healing process. But there, there is always healing. Um, and there are f- so many resources mm-hmm. and so many, p- so many support groups. We have so many things online now. There are so many places you can go in person. There is so much counseling. Like, there is no reason that why you wouldn't make a full recovery nowadays. Yeah. So... I mean, there are literal resources at your fingertips, and it's important, again, to know that it is never your fault. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Yeah. Oh, and both of those organizations are, of course, free, and they are available 24-7. So. Yeah. All right. All right. You so that was sufficiently bleak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's have a break. Okay. All right. We are back. Hello. Hi. Okay. So I have got, I've got some stories. Um, I've got a very, very <laughs> okay. shallow dive. And then I have um, an article from The Cut called What You Might Not Know About Getting Roofied um, that I thought was really powerful. And it's got some stories in it as well. So okay. uh, this first one, though, this is what got me interested in this topic. Um it's actually from a Tumblr post by a uh, user Searscarf. Um, I don't know their name, but this is this is their story. Yes. When I was 16, I had a fake ID and decided to go to a gay bar by myself because some friends bailed on me. While there... Well, that blows. Mm-hmm. While there, an older gentleman bought me a drink. He wasn't a creeper, and he definitely wasn't unattractive. I accepted the drink and began talking to him. No big deal. As the hour progressed, I felt myself feeling strange. I mentioned that I felt like I had a headache, and this guy helped guide me out of the bar. As As we were walking down the street, (laughs) the thought of, oh god, he's drugged me, I'm going to die, came to my head. Oh shit. I tried to get away. Yeah, that feels like a big red flag, because you're... I have a headache doesn't sound like, oh, let's leave. Yeah. It sounds like, let me find you a Tylenol. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get away, but I was so drugged up that I could barely walk, let alone speak. Oh, no. It also didn't help that I had really large, quote unquote, goth platform shoes because I was going through a phase. (laughs) Anyway. Been there. Been there, honey. Yeah. Anyway, this guy brought me to his SUV and began undressing me. As a final act of defiance, I hit him over the head with my platform shoe. Nice. He then punched me, and I remember thinking, why don't they ever give workshops to gay guys about being victims of rape, too? While I was as careful as possible, I never saw the guy slip something in the drink. I even watched the bartender make the drink. Anyway, I lied there completely paralyzed while this pervert was lubing up. I locked eyes with his for a moment, and that's when it happened. A very large and angry drag queen opened the door of the vehicle and beat the yes! shit. <laughs> yes! Right? 
and beat the shit out of my attempted rapist. She and her other drag friends helped dress and care for me while the police arrived. I was saved. Oh my god, drag queens are the best and they are fucking saving lives. Right. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I was saved. They're fucking superheroes. Yes. I was saved by a group of guardian drag queens. They were basically the modern day angels from heaven. (laughs) That's amazing. Right. I thought that was so sweet. Um, See, that's how you look out for people. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so lucky that she was there. Wow. Right. Um, Being her fabulous badass self. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I hope they took his picture and posted it places, too. I hope so, too. Um, okay, so this is from the cut, and I think it's from the, like, originally from the New Yorker, um, and this is written under Cultures of Silence, and it was posted October 7th, 2014, so just a little out of date, but still relevant, um, yeah, so what you might not know about Getting Roofied by Jordan Kisner. The night, what of it I remember, felt absolutely unsinister. I went out to a bar in Brooklyn with the guy I was dating, whom I'll call John. It was John's local, and nearly everyone there was a friend or a is friend this... of a friend. Sorry, is this a female person? Uh-huh. Okay. Just checking. Oh, it's okay. Uh, including the bartender, who was in a benevolent mood and calling everyone my dear. I had one and a half gin and tonics, which was my drink then, and everything was normal and comfortable and cozy. The drinks tasted fine, I knew the man who poured them, and I never set them down because I was comfortably settled on a stool opposite an old friend. But when I try to bring the night back, this is where it stops, halfway through the second gin and tonic. I remember that- mm -hmm. I remember that my friend was teasing me and I was laughing and that the crowd was close around us, many of them tall men, which made it feel like we were in a warm clearing amidst trees. I remember feeling safe and then I remember nothing. The story Mm. will not be entirely unfamiliar. Most 20 and 30-somethings in New York grew up in the age of the date rape drug and roofies. The practice of surreptitiously... Dosing people at parties or bars hit national headlines roughly 15 years ago and was framed as a pandemic. So we heard on the news as often as we heard from our guidance counselors about girls who went out, took a drink from a stranger, and then woke up with no memory and no underwear. Many of us, especially if we were young women, sat through lectures in which we were directed never to go out alone or leave a glass vulnerable to tampering. These were the simple measures of insurance we would take to avoid becoming one of the unlucky. So simple, actually, that the subtext of those lectures tended to sound like, don't be stupid. There was also the suggestion, sometimes subtextual and sometimes explicit, that the best and smartest of us would just avoid getting ourselves in these situations altogether. Public understanding of illicit, non-consensual drugging hasn't changed meaningfully in more than a decade. To start, the terminology is the same. Roofie, as a noun and verb, as in, I got roofied last night, or he slipped her a roofie, is a slangy riff on the name of the most popular date rape drug, circa 1999, Rohypnol. But as it happens, no one actually gets dosed with an actual roofie anymore. Only one- Really? Mm-hmm. 
only one in a hundred victims who go for blood work test positive for rohypnol. That's still kind of a lot, though. Yeah. It's still a lot, but it's... One in a hundred is is still a number. (laughs) Yeah. It's not gone. No. (laughs) It's not gone, but it's not as... It's not as popular anymore. Mm -hmm. There's more nefarious things, I'm sure. Yeah. These days, the drugs slipping out of pockets and into highball glasses all over New York are primarily GHB, or quote-unquote liquid ecstasy, um, Ambien, Sculpamine, and a few lesser-known benzodiazepines. Uh, Mm. That's a word. (laughs) uh, Sure. I've never heard of any of those. No. Because I don't know what pharmaceuticals are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like Timazepam or Midazolam. Um, it is probably... Well, that Those sound like sedatives. Yeah. It is probably... Those I do know. I know sedatives because mm-hmm. I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> it is probably no longer accurate to say she was roofied. But then she was Midazolammed, lacks a certain something. <laughs> yeah. The dr- I think it's, it is starting to just kind of be the term. Yeah. Yeah. The drugs aren't the only things that have changed without much notice. Until recently, I held certain unexamined assumptions about how drug assault worked, acquired through guidance counselor lectures and osmosis of stories like Samantha Clark's, a 16-year-old who died in 1999 from a dose of GHB someone put in her drink at a party. In the New York Times article about Clark's death, there was a quote from Jennifer M. Granholm, then Michigan's attorney general. GHB is an extremely high priority and that this substance has popped up at these rave parties and kids can't detect it in a drink. The portrait mm. painted here was consistent with everything else I'd heard. The victims were kids, almost exclusively young women. The dozing was sexually predatory in motive and it was possibly avoidable if you skipped those rave parties. I also assumed, because it was something I didn't hear much about, that it just wasn't very common anymore. Twelve hours after being drugged, I woke up shaking in John's bed, fully clothed and on top of the covers. My knowledge of the interim is pieced together mostly from what he told me. Apparently, I'd grown radiantly happy and then quickly, dramatically incapacitated. I'd stopped talking, then walking. I ran into walls. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. He took me back to his apartment to put me to bed, but I managed to lock myself in his bathroom for 30 minutes and either wouldn't or couldn't respond to his attempts to coax me out. When I finally emerged, he suggested I sit down and I sat. He told me I should drink water and I wordlessly accepted the cup. This was what unnerved him the most in the retelling, how pliable I'd been. You would do things, but you weren't there, he said. Oh... The hangover felt possibly lethal. GHB, the most likely culprit, actually is lethal in the wrong doses. I called a... Eek! Mm-hmm. See, that's what I was saying. Yep. I called a doctor friend who specializes in emergency medicine. I feel like I'm dying, I told him seriously. It was an effort to form coherent ser- sentences. My heart is palpitating and my hand-eye coordination doesn't work and it feels like... If I stop concentrating on breathing, I'll stop breathing. Am I dying? Should I try to get to a hospital? If you had gotten a lethal dose, you would have never woken up, he told me. Sounds like it was close, but you woke up. You'll be okay. Then then he said, this has already happened to two of my close guy friends. 
when I told Whoa, him. Whoa, like at the same place? Mm-hmm. Just oh wait. Oh, my God. Just wait. When I told my neighbor, she said, oh, my God, me too. Her boyfriend chimed in. That happened to me too. And three of my good friends. They wanted to know where I'd been. So I told them. Williamsburg. Was it the woods, they asked? Everyone gets roofied there. That evening. Then why are they still going back? Uh, well, people don't, <laughs> people don't talk about it. They don't tell anyone. Oh, my God. So they don't know to not but go. he knows. He just said everyone gets roofied there. Oh, my God. But those those people aren't going back now. Oh, well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> that's um, true. <laughs> that evening, I told another close friend. Oh, man, he said. That's happened to me before. After that, I started asking around. Within a few weeks of casual inquiry, I found more than 20 people who'd also been roofied. Now, after over a year of talking to friends, acquaintances, and strangers in New York about their experiences with drug assault, as I'll call it for lack of a better term, despite reading studies, consulting with clinicians and victims' advocates, and looking through city and state laws, I still haven't encountered any official terminology. It seems clear that this phenomenon has evolved. Roughly half of the people I've spoken to, found through friends and colleagues, are men. No one reported having been sexually assaulted while drugged, which was for most a source of both relief and confusion. For my part... Yeah, so then what's happening? Yeah. For my part, I was stunned by how easy it was to find other victims once I started asking, and how many of them were there. Why wasn't this more widely discussed? Had the men been specifically targeted, or were they collateral damage of a botched attempt to prey on a young woman? It also seemed, in light of the... It could be both. Mm Mm-hmm. It also seemed, in light of the number of people I was meeting who had been rendered completely vulnerable but otherwise left unharmed, to expand the range of common motives beyond sexual predation. Although, of course, that motive remains. It is important to stress that I've been conducting conversations, not a scientific study. My sample is relatively small and local to New York City, and I didn't control for age, neighborhood, or tax bracket. No one I spoke to admitted being sexually assaulted, but that remains a horrible problem in the population at large. The CDC released a study last month estimating that nearly 22 million adult American women, roughly one in five, have experienced rape and that between 9 and 10 million of those cases were alcohol or drug-facilitated rape. The study estimated the number of male victims of drug-facilitated sexual assault to be around 685,000. But when I looked for studies that examined drug assault as its own criminal or medical phenomenon in New York, there wasn't much to find. Even the documentation and research pertaining to dosing in New York sexual assault cases of women is scant at best and hard to access. There is one abstract to a paper submitted to the Annals of Emergency Medicine that suggests... Annals. Annals, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You said Uh, anal. Yeah, I did. You can tell where my head is. You don't don't keep things in a butthole. (laughs) Um, Sorry. It's okay. That suggested drug-facilitated sexual assault is on the rise in New York. The study found that the number of sexual assault victims who had been drugged more than doubled, from 8% to 18%, between 2002 and 2008 in the New York metro area. The actual rate of increase might be more dramatic. 
The study couldn't account for people who went to private practitioners or urgent care centers rather than hospitals, people who never sought help at all, or people who were drugged but not assaulted. I called Dr. Sandra Schneider, a professor of emergency medicine at Hofstra and one of the senior research associates who worked on the study, thinking she could point me toward research I might have missed. I did a search and found absolutely nothing that looks at the incidence of these drugs in this population other than the abstract of what was done here, she told me. I asked if there was any record of drug assault separate from sexual assault. Nobody is really tracking this, so everything you hear will be anecdotal. I called. Nobody's tracking it. Nope. That's comforting. <laughs> right? Um, I called. It means nobody cares. Like, yeah. Ugh. I called doctors and staff members at Wheel Cornell, New York Presbyterian, Mount Sinai St. Luke's, New York Urgent Care, and several other treatment centers to ask if there was any record keeping on these cases. The staff members I asked about drug assault as a category separate from sexual assault seemed uh, stymied at first, as if they'd never heard of it. We definitely don't track that, one told me. Christopher Cerrone the assistant director of the Crime Victims Treatment Center, based out of Mount Sinai St. Mount Sinai St. Luke's, that is the name, um, <laughs> hesitated when I asked him if there was any record of not just drug-facilitated sexual assault, but of drug assault itself, and if drug assault was even the right term. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he replied. And then, after a pause, I would imagine that the majority of those cases do not report. Yeah. When, yeah, that's sad. When it happened to Sarah, she went for a drink with a friend in the West Village. She started feeling strange just after the first beer. Unaware that anything was wrong, her friend went to the bathroom and when he came back, she was gone. Nearly four hours later, a cab driver dropped her off at a police station. Her wallet and glasses had gone missing, her pants were ripped at the knee, and she was incoherent. She mm. never told anyone. Oh, no. I was embarrassed, even though it wasn't necessarily my fault. Joy was drugged by a friend of her boyfriend's. A group of friends was gathered at the man's apartment waiting to go out to a club, and Joy, feeling as though her blood sugar was low, asked if she could have a snack. The host gave her a small box of orange juice. I remember thinking that it was strange that he had individual size orange juices, she said. And I remember noticing that he'd already opened it, but he was a friend of my Ew. boyfriend, so it never occurred to what me. A, what a weirdo. Mm-hmm. No, no. Within minutes, oh. she was... Oh! <laughs> yeah. That's so weird! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'll have water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Here's your orange juice that I've already opened for you and put a straw into. <laughs> Within minutes, she was... I don't blink. Like, <laughs> I haven't blinked in ten years. Like, that's oh God. what I'm picturing. <laughs> Within... Gross. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Within minutes, she was vomiting and convulsing. It was a day oh before no. she could speak normally. And when she was finally able to tell her boyfriend and his friends what happened, one replied, Oh, you mean he gave you the juice? What? Yeah, he cooks his own GHB and puts it in orange juice and gives it to people sometimes. What? Mm -hmm. He just let that? I hope you broke up with this guy. Yeah. 
I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah. Um, after a while. <laughs> oh, my God. If you have a friend that does this, dudes, like, what are you doing? Call yeah. the cops. Fuck that guy. He's no longer that your friend. That is not okay. He's no longer your friend and he is arrested. Yes. <laughs> after a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, this is your girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why like, would you uh, take her there? I'm angry. I'm so angry. <laughs> after- your boyfriend sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. After a while, these stories began to bleed into each other. Dave was drugged while hanging out in a gay bar with some friends. Zelda was drugged when she went out with co-workers in Soho. Kate was drugged at a club in Midtown. Trenton at a club in the Meatpacking District. Each was incapacitated in the moment, violently ill afterward, and otherwise physically unharmed. No one ever reported to the police. Val, who was drugged at the bar at the Standard Hotel, came to after a four-hour blackout, missing the tights she had been wearing. She went to Oh my god. She went to Bellevue Hospital even though she felt fairly certain she hadn't been assaulted and they gave her a month of HIV prophylactics and had her examined by an officer so she could file a, pl- a police report later if she wanted. She never did. I had no idea who it possibly could have been. I was 99% sure I hadn't been assaulted and I really just wanted to forget the whole experience by that stage. I was emotionally and physically exhausted and went into hibernation for a while. I went into hibernation, too. I crawled into bed and didn't get out for about a month unless I had to. I didn't want to see anyone new or unfamiliar. I didn't want to go anywhere I hadn't already been. When people asked me about it, I adopted a grim stoicism, and it sucked but it's over attitude to mask a terrifying sense of helplessness. I didn't go to the police or to the doctor because I imagined there was no way for them to help me, and in some confused, pseudo-metaphysical way, I felt unable to report something I was awake during but not present for. This is one of the stranger injuries of drug assault. It robs you of the ability to narrate your own experience. It places you in that conversation's negative space, and it quickly becomes easier to not have the conversation at all. When victimhood isn't tidy, it has a tendency to disappear. When it's bound up in possible self-recrimination, I should have never taken that juice, and embarrassment, I don't want people to think this is who I am. When the evidence is ambiguous or vanished, or when people would prefer to think of the harm as avoidable. People who work with survivors of sexual violence often talk about something called the structure of silence, or the culture of silence. The cycle that emerges when society fails to acknowledge the prevalence of a problem, leading the people affected by that problem to remain silent for fear of being ostracized or ignored, which perpetuates the false impression that there's no problem at all. We fail to create systems of support because we can't see the people who need it, and the lack of system ensures we never will. This and, is, you can, and when people continue to be friends with people, they know are drugging people against their will. Yeah. What are you doing? Especially when that person is already, like, not feeling good and their blood sugar is dropping, like... Oh, that's my friend who makes his own drugs and gives it to people. Yeah. 
That that's gonna help you. <sighs> this is in part how widespread problems go unnoticed, undocumented, unstudied, and unsolved. The people I've met seem relieved to know that their experiences aren't happening in a vacuum. In a way, I can forgive the stupid girl I thought I was now that I know this kind of thing happens to other people. People I know yes. and respect, said Joy, the girl who drank the juice. She was silent for a moment and then offered, I just told my husband for the first time. It feels good to talk about it. Yes. And all the names in that had been changed. Oh, good. <laughs> it's not. That was really good. Yeah. But I thought that was amazing and well put, mm -hmm. so I decided that that was going to be that what was I shared. beautiful. Yeah. Yes, that was absolutely beautiful. Good job. Thanks. Very, very nice. That sums it right up. Yeah. So. Is that all? Yeah. Are you done? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I was just making sure. Yeah. Um, you sandwiched last week, so I was just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Okay, so let's have a game, shall we? Yes, let me... Pull up my card. It's your turn to go. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so this is our game by Drunkstone or Stupid called If You Had To. Oh, God. It's basically Would You Rather, so it's my turn to go first. <laughs> and mine is Would You Rather Go Through a TSA Line Before You Get Into Any Bathroom? <laughs> Oh, my God. Or. Assassinate the last person you called. Well, that would be you. Yeah. I'd rather go through the TSA line. I don't want to murder someone. Yeah, I feel like I could elbow my way through. Yeah. I'm pre I am I do have a pregnancy card. <laughs> I don't know. That blows. The Both of those are terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I picked sure. the TSA line. I guess I picked the bathroom because it doesn't involve murder. Yeah. But TSA sucks and is really scary. So. <laughs> I don't usually have to pee this often. <laughs> I'll base it on that. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We hope that this proved educational. Um, we hope nothing came across as judgmental. That's never the way we want it to be. We just want every everybody to be safe um, and have resources. Yeah. This is all stuff that I wish I'd known, you know, because like like the, like your article said, like most of the time, whenever I heard anything about it, it was always like you're out with a stranger or you're out by yourself. So then you think when it's someone, you know, that you're safe and that's not mm -hmm. always the case. So um, <clears throat> I think that's important. That's important information for people to know. We just always kind of need to be diligent. So um, anyway, uh, anything else? No, I, I think I'm done. <laughs> this was a Okay, topic. cool. Me too. <laughs> it was. It was a lot. It was really heavy, but we hope that you guys are all safe. We don't know what the world is like in the future where you are, but we hope that you're all being safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. 
To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.